Welcome to Bangalore Revival Center, a church dedicated to loving God and serving people. Today, we have our prophet Shaiju, teaching us from the word on, who are the Nicolaitans in the Bible. Hope this will bless you today. Greetings, wonderful church. I want to thank God for Biasi, and I am so happy that uh, that I get to greet you in person uh, through this video. Yeah. Um, as I was preparing to share this, I was reminded of a prophecy that came to me. As a very accurate prophet, and he comes to me and he says, "God is going to use your church in Bangalore." And in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh." Somebody did not tell this prophet that I am in Montreal, and he's saying something about Bangalore Church. And I'm like, okay, how do, do I stop him now and tell him that I have a church in Montreal? And as I'm thinking about it, he's saying God is going to bring African people into that church. Now I'm thinking, I know my son has a church in Bangalore. and he continues and says your church there is near ring road <laughs> oh my goodness and i began to see something beautiful about your man of god your pastor pastor priji that he had become so one with me as a son as a beloved son that even when a prophecy was coming god would not differentiate it as his church he would differentiate it he would look at it and say this is your church now that kind of a submission is not usual in the church today what is usual is divisions what is usual is a son rising against the father what is usual is church splits what is usual is believers who don't stay rooted but i thank god for your church i thank god for that grace i thank god that god has blessed you guys with such an exemplary leaders and we also thank god for to rush me because when we get to know her we see another sides of such a great honor and joy she is to us we are grateful that we have such a daughter so we thank god that that under the leadership this church is doing well and i want to get you prepared that this series is going to revolutionize you this series is going to make you um be a different kind of a soldier an ultra hybrid yes it is a word that came in a time that is 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 exposing the lies of the enemy in the church journey with me and we are going to have a lot of fun um it don't eat too much lest you sleep don't eat too less lest you be hungry be well prepared before the services uh, it may go a little longer than you are used to but uh, this is increasing our capacity so i want you to try and do this that from the beginning to end that you will give 100% attention 
is going to challenge you, I'm sure. You know, because the kind of information that comes layer after layer, minute after minute, you will have to be very attentive in order to be able to catch up with it. So what the Satan will want you to do is write exactly when there's a word coming to you, he will want you to use the washroom. He will write at the time, say, oh, maybe I need to catch a bite. Let notebooks be packed. Write everything down. The level at which you pay attention is definitely going to make you a higher ranking general in the body of Christ. So I'm very excited and uh, thank you for all your lovely comments on all our videos and thank you for sharing it and thank you for all the prayers and um, I look forward to hearing from your man of God and woman of God. We want to hear your stories, your testimonies. So when something is happening in your life, share it with them. They are very faithful in sharing it with us. Enjoy. I love you so much, but Jesus loves you more. So let us start again. If you have your Bibles, please turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and verse 6 onwards, please. Yes, thank you, Prophet. Reading from Revelation chapter 2, starting in verse 6. Mm. Yet this you have, you hate the works of the Nicolaitans, mm -hmm. which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Okay. We are introduced uh, a new character here. The Nicolaitans. Yes. And then it's immediately saying, let those who have a ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. So that means that this topic cannot be understood without the help of the Holy Spirit. Mm, yes. So we have to now probe that, investigate what does that mean. So one more time, verse 6 please. Yes. Verse 6. Yet this you have. He is giving him, them a compliment. This you have. Mm. Okay, what do they have? You hate the works of the Nicolaitans. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans. Which I also hate. Which I also hate. So there is a group that the Lord Jesus is showing them and saying, I see that you hate that and I hate that as well. Okay, so there is one other time that God speaks about this group and that is in to the next church. If you will go to verse 14, it is God now speaking to the church in Pergamos. Okay, and he is talking to them about these guys, this group one more time. Please, when I've got to read from verse 14. Yes, Revelation 2, 14. Mm -hmm. But I have a few things against you. Mm -hmm. You have some there who hold the teaching of Balaam, mm -hmm. who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel. A stumbling block. Mm -hmm. Okay. So th this guy, the Lord is saying the way he deceived the Israelites is by putting a stumbling block, not by dragging them away but by putting a hindrance in their path. Okay, go on. So that they might eat food 
sacrificed to idols mm -hmm. and practice sexual immorality. Okay, see, this is where we need to be careful. Somebody reading this will be like, oh, but this is not uh, affecting me because I'm a Christian. Mm. I don't worship idols. So they would immediately remove themselves out of the equation. But remember the words before that. The way he did that was he, in among the sons of Israel, yes. children of God, he puts a stumbling block. Mm. So not necessarily that you, just because you don't, you're not an idol worshiper, that you don't have other stumbling blocks, other forms of idolatry mm. and sexual immorality that we understand. Immediately people will be like, okay, but I've gone through the list. I have not done this, 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 and therefore yeah. this doesn't apply to me. But when the Bible talks about sexual immorality, getting involved with some things that you're not supposed to engage with. Going on into verse 15. Mm -hmm. So also you have some who hold the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Okay, so to that gang that is already being deceived, God is saying, you also hold on to the teaching of Nicolaitans. So he's comparing their action and then he's saying that action is a result of a teaching. Mm. You hold on to a teaching. So there is a teaching that they were introduced that introduced the nature of sin to become normal oh, wow. in their life. Wow. So we got to understand this now and say, wait a minute. This is why I said the way we can approach these scrolls, there's two ways. You can, you can just look at it and go historical and say this, 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 this. Or you can now understand the mind of, the, of, of God who is writing these letters. And how is that affecting us? How is that practically applicable to us today in our generation? Okay, so he's saying there is a teaching that you hold on tight. Now, because of that teaching, you are meditating on that teaching. The more you meditate on that teaching, there is something that your spirit is now justifying. There is an action. There is a sin that your spirit is now saying it's okay. Why? Because you're holding on to a teaching. They were holding on to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. So you're looking at this teaching that was causing them to produce a certain action mm -hmm. that was not from the Lord. And now God is saying, I hate that. I hate that. All right, go on. In verse 16, Therefore repent. If not, I will come to you soon and war against them with the sword of my mouth. Okay. He's saying, I want you to now repent mm -hmm. because I'm coming to you. And I'm coming to you with what? With the sword of my mouth. Sword of my mouth. What is the sword of the mouth? The double-edged sword. It is the word of the living God. The word of God. So he's saying that the way I'm going to deal with this, this teaching that is coming out of their mouth, the way I'm going to deal with that is not bringing fire from heaven. 
I'm going to deal with that by bringing words that are superior. Wow. When superior words are released into an environment, inferior words are destroyed. My God, that's strong. So the way God is saying, I'm going to deal with this is you are holding words. You are using words to take my people away. You're using words to put stumbling blocks. You're using words to hinder them. You are using words to introduce them to certain sins of the flesh. And he's saying, you're using those words to justify their conscience. Mm. He said, the way I'm going to deal with this, he said, I am coming to you with words. This is God telling Job, stand upright. Let us reason. See if you can reason. See, you got to understand, our God is a God that is fair. He is righteous. He is just. He's not like a parent who says, obey me because I'm a parent. Yeah. He's saying, I'm going to bring you my reasons. Try and stand up to it. Because those words are followed by judgment. So we're going to try and locate the source of these. Okay. Please, if you will open your Bible to the book of Acts chapter 6. Verse 5 and verse 6. The book of Acts chapter 6, verse 5 and 6. Acts chapter 6, starting in verse 5. And what they said pleased the whole gathering and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, and Prochorus, and Nicanor, and Timon, and Parmenas, and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. You heard the name there? And Nicholas? And Nicholas. Mm -hmm. A proselyte. Who was he? He was a proselyte. And where was he from? From Antioch. Okay. That's the seventh man. This gets very, very interesting. We're excited to hear this man of God. <laughs> so you're looking at the disciples saying, we need to commit ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer. So find us seven of them. So find us seven of them that are spirit-filled, full of wisdom that we can give them the job at the table while we focus on the word and prayer but these guys were also spirit filled and we go on to see how Stephen was one of those people that God used mightily and he became a martyr his face shone as an angel so we see that these seven were also anointed to speak they were anointed with wisdom, wisdom, you know, to the grace to say the things at the right time. Yeah. Okay. And Nicholas was the seventh. Mm. As Judas was the twelfth. Interesting wow. application there. Wow. In all the gospels, you see Judas was mentioned in the end. You see Nicholas uh, also mentioned in the end, and there is a specific detail given to him and he's saying that he's what one more time 
says that he was a proselyte. He was a proselyte. Proselyte is a word that is used for a Gentile that becomes a Jew. Okay, that included circumcision. Circumcision, and that was at that time as an adult extremely a painful affair. And and they they turn into huge traditional. Um, they they become very passionate, very zealous, you know, in order for them to go through that such levels of commitment, they had to be very committed to the Jewish faith, mm. and so now from there he is becoming a Christian. So you are looking also at a trend on him, of going with trends, and you are seeing that not necessarily he could have been somebody that was well founded. He was more on the zealous side, okay. Unlike Apostle Paul was on the zealous side, you will see certain dangers even with that, with the way Apostle Paul would pick fights even among the disciples, okay. He refused to go with certain other disciples. Said, "Why zeal? Yeah, zeal that is not tamed. Hmm. Very zealous for the Lord, and now does not care." About the brothers and sisters. Wow! So much zeal. That's oh, I have to please you. I don't care about anybody else. I have to please the Lord. Now you step on everybody else. You hurt everybody else in the process. And you see, towards the end of the ministry of Paul, he began to calm down. And then he would wait for Mark, whom he had disagreement with. Then he started saying good things about Barnabas. You see, his whole attitude begins to change. And and that is the difference you see with Peter. As much as Peter was very zealous, he, the guy he was so zealous that he cut off somebody's ear. <laughs> yes, you can't beat that zeal. But the Lord Jesus got to his heart, exposed Peter, showed him how fragile he was. He was like, "Oh, I'll die for you." Lord Jesus had to show him. You are going to, in fact, do the opposite. You are going to deny me three times. When the Lord Jesus exposed the brokenness of his spirit, where he is not there to help the master, but he needs the help of the master. Mm-hmm. Yes. In that brokenness, he he had a season of depression, where the Lord Jesus went after him and said, "If you really love me, now help my sheep." Feed them, and then you can see the language of Peter change. Character comes in. When Paul is standing up to the face of Peter, you never see Peter saying, "Bro, get off my face." The last time somebody was in my face, I cut off his ear. You fellow, you came yesterday. I was the loudest in my group. I was the most dramatic in my group. I was the guy who walked on the water. You will read the epistles of Peter. You will never see show off. You will never see. Oh, once upon a time when I was walking on the water, the third step. Uh, when I, you know, all the disciples were. No, 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 no. None of those things. But with Apostle Paul, you will see a lot of boasting. What's the difference between these two? One was overzealous. Took him time to come to that maturity. Mm. Lot of gifts, 
lot of anointing, lot of zeal. Reminds me of when we become so zealous for the Lord that we don't look at how we behave. And you see that among many young ministers. With the little they know, they will start criticizing everybody else. But if you give them time, if you can find somebody that has been in the ministry long enough, you will find somebody that is slow to criticize, mm. not rush, because they know. They've lived long enough to know that there is nobody perfect. Yeah. But the ones that are on fire for the Lord, they must be the ones that are most careful to learn to. zeal that can take you away from the Lord. Even in the church, you will see one brother, one sister that's on fire. No, we can't do that. No! And she'll go around correcting new believers. No, you can't stand like that. You'll go chase away that believer that just came to the church for the first time. Yeah. Overzealous. That is knowledge without understanding. Mm. Lot of information but no maturity to process that information. You make you overzealous. And that was the pitfall of Nicholas. Now I'll explain that to you. And I know you're wondering. Yes. Where. <laughs> now, he is from where? Go on, read that line. It says he is a proselyte of Antioch. From Antioch. From Antioch. Okay. Now, if you study the church history, the church fathers wrote books. They mentioned this guy. That this young man among the seven went astray. And he began to... There is a, there is a whole lot of context. When you see somebody go off tangent, there is always a weed that the enemy plants. It's not like one day they wake up and they go off tangent. Mm. There is a weed, there is a lie that the enemy plants into the spirit. They want something so desperately, they are desiring for something desperately. And that is why the Bible says, do not be quick to lay hands on a new believer. Somebody young in faith, somebody is not established, somebody is not rooted enough. You know, some people will be very gifted, very anointed, very, you know, talented. But that does not mean that you're spiritually mature. It does not mean that emotion, your emotions are stable. That does not mean that you are ready. And that is why he's saying, don't be quick to lay hands upon them. And that's the role of the fathers. You bring them, you allow them a little by, you give them opportunities, you give them a microphone, you give them a platform, but does not mean that they have the maturity. Yeah. But you let them do it under your supervision. Mm -hmm. You let them slowly move forward so that you are there to pick them up and correct. And the moment they go away from that correction, the moment they think that they know better, you are seeing the manifestation of a spirit that destroyed churches. Okay? What happened to this guy? He began to take one part of the truth. I believe it is the book of Acts, chapter 15, please. 15, 
verse 23 and 24. Acts chapter 15, mm. starting in verse 23. Mm. With the following letter, the brothers, both the apostles and the elders, mm. to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. Okay, so now they're talking about a problem that started in Antioch. Yes. Okay, what are they saying? They're saying greetings. Mm -hmm. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds. Certain people went out from among us. From us. Okay. We laid hands on them. Mm. We appointed them. So when they came from here, they had the name that they, they belonged to us. Mm. But they didn't really belong to us. Wow. So if you look at that chapter, in the beginning, you will see there was a whole division that takes place regarding how people are saved. Was circumcision important? There was a whole division. So when the elders then finally came together and Peter stands up among them and says, guys, we cannot be divided among about this situation because we have been saved by faith. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, the, the same grace that has brought us. Now, in that grace, we have to remember, we don't need circumcision, mm -hmm. okay? In order for us to, um, to, to receive salvation. Yes. So he brings that correction. And now he's sending correction back to Antioch. So now they are interfering and correcting a theology. So there's some people that have come. And now we know that Nicholas was a proselyte. Yes. Okay. He walks in with that impartation that he has received, mm. with that laying of hands. Now, what was he laid hands for? For the distribution of the bread. And you'll begin to see that he oversteps his position. Mm. Say, wow. if they appointed me as a leader, I must be somebody important. So he steps into positions he should not step into and begins to teach things that now the apostles have to step in and correct. Saying there are some that came from us. Let's continue to verse 24. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us mm. and troubled you with words unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instructions, mm. Go on. It has seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul. Okay, now he's saying that we didn't tell him to come and teach you guys. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we are now going to send you Paul and Barnabas. Yeah. They are our beloved. You listen to them. Mm -hmm. So you, already you're seeing how the enemy starts working. Somebody that was not sent to them begins to teach them things. And they're saying that we did not send them to you, but you have been listening to them because they were in the same church, because they belong to the same denomination, because they came and told you that they are also Christians. And you began to hear, you didn't even bother to check if they were sent by us. You did not bother to say, hey, is this a legit guy? You went with whatever he taught and now there is confusion among you. My goodness. Now we're going to go 
and, and find out where is this 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 coming from yeah. okay if you will open your bible to the book of jude chapter 1 and verse 4 jude chapter 1 and verse 4 jude chapter 1 starting in verse 4 mm. for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation ungodly people certain people entered unnoticed unnoticed always be careful somebody that is coming to you that is coming unnoticed mm. that is that old ancient serpent working through them unnoticed mm. they are in the garden adam is busy doing something on the other side and the serpent enters the garden unnoticed, unnoticed. and begins to talk and by talking they start teaching yes. most of the time eve was sitting and thinking oh you know adam was busy somebody is checking on me how sweet of them how nice oh he just wanted to know how i'm doing he didn't want anything else yet at the same time did they really care about them or were they sent by the enemy mm-hmm. to take them away from where god had planted i'm telling you this is nothing new this is start this situation this strategy this system this plans started in the garden how the enemy enters the way they enter is they come in unnoticed and go on what does it say who long ago were designated for this condemnation ungodly people long ago designated for condemnation for condemnation and go on ungodly people who pervert the grace of our god who pervert the grace of god yeah. okay long ago was condemned mm-hmm. who pervert the grace of god so nicholas had a way of using the word the grace of god you will continue reading you will see he introduced lavishness or wantonness or extreme lust cravings of the flesh sexual immorality where they would overpowering nature of flesh you're looking at a whole group that was tainted because somebody came and began to teach them so what is he teaching that is where you say the teachings of the nicolaitans yeah. the doctrine of the nicolaitans what did they introduce their understanding was the grace of god will cover wow. the grace of god is enough the grace that is why it says they come in unnoticed meaning mm-hmm. they're not sent by us mm-hmm. they walked in and start teaching you stuff because you accept them because you thought oh they were standing next to us so probably they are from us and they come and now they're hijacking your understanding and all of a sudden 
without you even realizing now you're turning to become a rebel and you don't even understand why you are irritated why you come back to church and you are angry mm. you don't even understand mm-hmm. but you've met a nicolitan what do they do that they say they pervert the grace of god yeah you are looking the accusation god has for them is teachings teachings that led to deeds oh teachings that led to deeds come on teachings that led to sexual immorality mm. teachings that led them to be rebels teachings that has turned them to idolatry mm. so what kind of teachings would that be man oh god if i come to you and say listen it's okay to worship idols don't worry god understands what is that do you are going to look at me and say this is scary yeah but if i instead come and say the grace of god understands that you had to stand before the idol it's okay so now i'm giving you license to sin grace of god what it does is removes condemnation mm. i can come and tell you the grace of god is there to cover you and say but don't stay in that sin the grace of god understands your weakness so whatever you're going through the lord understands and he's going to help you to come out of it mm-hmm. but what these guys were do is they would say the grace of god is there to cover you go on sinning grace of god is there ah don't worry we are no more under the 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 covenant of moses and so you can go ahead and do what you want and he began to hijack their whole theology and led them into deeper sin so their theology was as long as we are in the flesh we can go on sinning because it is a spirit that is saved now these are information recorded by early fathers they said their their teaching was that since the flesh is the fallen nature is okay to sin because the flesh we leave behind and it is a spirit that is saved so it's okay if you are engaging with sexual immorality oh wow and it took over churches my goodness <sighs> to the point where now god has to appear and say the teachings of the nicolaitans you have the way god responds to both the churches are different the first time when he he says he says i have seen that you have hated it mm-hmm. but the second time god is saying hey yeah i don't like what you guys are doing because you are tolerating this fellow you're tolerating this teaching repent because i'm coming with the sword mm-hmm. the first time he's saying i i appreciate you yeah. but the second church is saying no appreciation for you for you i'm coming with a sword of my mouth meaning when god speaks judgment follows mm. i got to pause there when god speaks judgment follows the reason why we don't listen to the word of god with great respect is because we don't believe that the word comes and then comes judgment Lembreke sarumbrokusira antepababanti alerakasia shibuvi antarekajagasia labrokusia many a times 
we hear the word of god and the spirit of god convicts us and we know that the lord is telling us correct this area correct that area but we ignore them we don't pay attention we think ah it's just it's just a pastor preaching on some video some man of god is saying something everybody says something he is also saying to me you ignore the voice of the spirit that is calling you into correction calling you into alignment and instead you allow that nature to lead you dear beloved i'm fearful to bring this word to you but i want you to know judgment follows the word of god not too long will the holy spirit keep knocking on your heart's door there will certainly be a time when the spirit of the lord will stop pleading with your spirit for a change at some point you will see the lord will back off that day is the most dreadful day of our lives that day is the day we have died you see god coming to adam and saying the day you eat of this fruit is the day you die and yet you see that he went on to live for hundreds of years in human time but at the same moment death had already begun in him right now as you are sitting your body is aging yeah. by every second you're closer to death and people think that the day you die is when you die you died a long ago you are just inching to the completion of the death that has started in your body the day you were born the day you disobey the word of god death has already set into your spirit so when you see nothing has happened around me nothing is falling down i'm still here oh let us not be foolish yes now in the book of jude it talks about it next verse my god now i want to remind you although you once fully knew it mm. that jesus who saved a people out of the land of egypt mm. afterward destroyed those who did not believe wait a minute he saying it was god who saved them It was God who brought them out of Egypt. Yes. And yet, over and over again, they ignored his word, not realizing that God would wait 40 long years until that entire generation perished. People of God, please, please, please hear me. Help us, Lord. When the word comes to us life is coming to us 
and when we reject that word we are also rejecting life God is the God of long suffering. God is the patient God. But how long will the Lord be patient? And this whole generation passed away. And then he goes on, he goes deeper. Okay? So so he is starting with the Nicolaitans and then he is going into Egypt and then now he is going to go deeper, go on. in verse 6 and the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority mm. but left their proper dwelling mm. he has kept in eternal chains under gloomy darkness <laughs> until the judgment of the great day look at this this is talking about an entire group of angels that fell from heaven and he's saying they did not stay in that place of authority mm-hmm. meaning they gave them authority okay now it's going to get interesting i hope i haven't lost you already okay okay all right this whole situation this spirit that we are talking about is dealing with the spirit of that nicolaitans okay let me let me give you the context those who follow christ were called as Christians. Those who followed the teachings of Nicholas are called the Nicolaitans. So you're looking at two groups. Yes. So you can never be a Christian and then say that I'm influenced by a Nicolaitan. Mm-hmm. Because you're either following Jesus or you are influenced by this spirit. I call it spirit not an individual anymore mm. because this individual himself was a victim of that spirit mm-hmm. okay when somebody wow. says the spirit of Jezebel mm-hmm. don't think that the woman Jezebel turned into a spirit and from then on the spirit of Jezebel no 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 that woman herself was a victim remember there were many kinds of angels that fell from heaven okay many functions so when you hear about Jezebel which we will handle soon it is a spirit when you hear about the nicolaitans that is itself another spirit what is that spirit the spirit of nicolaitans what is what kind of spirit is that that spirit is a spirit that does not stand in the place that god gives wow and he always exercises out of authority okay read that line what you just read one more time what did these angels do and the angels who did not stay within their own authority mm-hmm. but left their proper dwelling mm. he has kept in eternal chains okay so manago this is this is something we need to understand not every devil is released on earth out of the one third that fell from heaven the strong ones the mighty ones are chained until the end time mm. and the book of revelation talks about when those chains will be released and they will come out okay 
So the, the real dangerous ones are yet to be released. The ones that is released is already under our feet. In a perfect world, with the perfect God, God anointed Lucifer. God gave him a place. God gave him a position. The verse that you just read, he said, gave him authority. authority. Yet that was not enough. They desired more. There is a great danger when the son desires more than what the father has given. And you see that with the prodigal son. He said, give me what is mine. If it is yours, don't you think that the father would give it to you? When it is time. But that angel was unhappy with where he was and desired more. Greed. And that second, he was kicked out of heaven. So from that time, Satan is always using different tools to try to corrupt human race. And the way he does that is by introducing his character into people. And the way he does that is using teachings. He uses people to introduce concepts that go against the Lord. That is why Jude is mentioning Egypt. That is why Jude is mentioning Israel, Israelites who were destroyed in on the way to their promised land. How did they get destroyed? And of course, teachings. Except that it wasn't coming from their leader. Twelve spies were sent to check out the land. Ten came back with a negative report. Two said it's possible. Ten said, ah, I don't know what your leader is saying. He's lost it. The Bible says God was upset with them. A negative report caused those guys to perish. So a teaching that became a stumbling block. Wow. I don't know if you're getting the connection. Wow. They're going into the promised land. Yeah. But an information entered into the spirit. The information was impossible for you to get the promised land. You are like locust in their eyes. Yeah. You're going to go into your death if you if you pursue this journey. Mm-hmm. It became a stumbling block. My goodness. And they lost their salvation. They lost their souls in that desert. My goodness. The spirit of Nicolaitans. You see that they are never satisfied with the authority that is given to them. Mm-hmm. Who else do we see that happen? You see that with Judas. Judas. Judas was appointed by the Lord. 
remember jesus dying was not some little demon's work mm-hmm. okay we we have to establish these facts it was a strategy from the head of the serpent yeah okay we got to make the understand that clear why because if now judas is functioning by an influence he's not functioning anymore with a baby spirit he's not functioning with a kid demon he's not he's not fighting with a small devil he is now influenced and possessed wow by the highest demon wow in the head of the demon that is influencing this man mm. to now and go betray the son of the living god one of the highest levels of spiritual attack happened in the life of judas and that's the spirit of lucifer because it was only lucifer can do what judas did who was lucifer he was an anointed cherub cherub means that covering that is given dominion he was anointed by the lord who was judas anointed again by the lord as an apostle what does an apostle do gives the covering takes care of a group goes and plans He is the one who establishes churches. He has dominion. He oversees the overseer. That was the anointing Judas had. And Lucifer now studies these 12 guys and say, "Whom can I possess? Whom can I whom can I influence with the spirit of Nicolaitan?" and he found Judas as a perfect candidate. The question we need to ask is why? The two reasons that stand out the most there are many but for the lack of time. Number 1, he was very unaccountable to his master. Now all the sins that Peter did Okay. You can see he would unashamedly fail before his master. All the bloopers that Peter did, he did it in front of his master. He embarrassed himself in front of the master to the point where the master would rebuke him in public. Say get thee behind me Satan. In front of all his brothers he rebuked. Okay. That was not a shame, that was his protection. Wow. <laughs> that was a salvation. That was a gift. Correction is a gift. Mm. Yes. Be very careful when your leader cannot correct you. If you are so intimidating that your leader now cannot correct you, you you better go on your knees and cry out because you are the next candidate that the enemy has identified. somebody that cannot be corrected somebody that will sulk when they are corrected somebody that will take days and weeks and months to get back when correction comes you are the perfect candidate that satan is looking for judas never went to his master and said master you know that money that you gave me 
I got a little tempted. I was a little hungry. I just bought some donuts with it. Now, he kept on living in sin, even after the Lord knew it. He refused to correct somebody that did not go to him for correction. Now, there's something for us to learn. Some of us are thinking, oh, as a father, he's supposed to correct us. Is he? Some things are not corrected until you bring it into, into the light. Mm-hmm. When you come to the presence of God mm-hmm. and say, God, I really want help, then help comes. Yeah. You can be in front of a prophet and if you are sitting there saying, I don't need your help, mm-hmm. the prophet doesn't need to help you. The prophet doesn't respond to pride. When you are sitting there and saying, Oh God, I really need a breakthrough. I don't know why there is no breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Then the prophet will say, Okay, you want to know why there is no breakthrough? One, two, three, four, five, six things. Yeah. You change that, you get a breakthrough. But that correction came because of the posture of your heart. How many people will you find that has that posture that's saying, Lord, it doesn't matter how embarrassed I am. Please, fix me, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fix me. You can never hide the real posture of your heart. Please, please know this. Please, please, please know this. No matter how much you mask it, no matter how much you act humble, the spirit realm is never fooled by your outward signs. The spirit realm, both God and the devil look at you and say ah anyways that spirit he does not submit to Jesus instead he finds other people that were religiously in authority Hmm. because you got to understand this spirit hangs around people with authority wow Satan was in a place of authority. Mm -hmm. This spirit is attracted to people with authority. So who does Judas go to? The chief priest of that time. The chief priests. What do you think Judas was talking to them? You think he went to talk and, and, and they were talking about some girls? You think they, they, he went to the temple to talk to the priests about... What do you think they were talking? We got to think, you got to think, what caused Judas to betray his master? Did you really think that he was sitting there, you know... What did they talk? They talked scripture. You didn't hear me? They talked scripture. They talked scripture. scripture. And the chief priest sat there telling Judas how his master is theologically wrong. My goodness. They sat there week after week brainwashing Judas saying, Really? Judas, don't you really love God? Don't you want to save the people of Israel? You single-handedly, you are going to be the one that is going to save Israel from this cult called Jesus. What do you think they were talking? They convinced him that by doing this, that he was doing the will of God. 
with a spirit of negligence that target people in authority came upon Judas because he also was in a place where he didn't want to be accountable. So this spirit is very drawn to people that are not accountable. You will see that with Nicholas himself. He was among the seven that was chosen and he was supposed to take care of something. But what is he doing in Antioch? Yeah. That's the their point. That's what the the apostles are now establishing. They're saying we didn't send them. We didn't send them. We told them to, to hold a plate. But the brother enjoyed attention. The brother enjoyed the fact that oh now even I am also called. He enjoyed titles. And here you are. You see him going into places and begins to be a instrument of Satan. Well, I've got chances are that even Nicholas himself doesn't know. That's the scary part. That he was used by the enemy. Wow. Because you're seeing how this spirit can go on and on because they hate accountability. Nobody sent them, but he wants to go. God puts them someplace, but he hates accountability. And you will see that over and over again in our generation where as soon as anointing comes, you will hit accountability. And you will see their language changes. They'll be like, you know, the only person that I answer to is God. The only person I need is God. I don't need a church. I am the church. This is the language of Nicolaitans. Mm. Because they don't want to submit. Mind you, the, in this language, you only see with people that don't submit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Nobody that submits will come and tell you, you don't need a church. You only see that spirit manifesting through these kinds of people who enjoy authority. And they will tell other people, don't submit to authority. They enjoy teaching, yet they will say, don't listen to teaching. They enjoy what they're doing, and yet they are used by the enemy to enter into non-suspecting sheep and they all believe them because oh he's also speaking in tongues oh he's also look at his voice oh look at her voice she can sing so wonderful look at the way she he lifts his hands and prays a lot oh he had so many scriptures that he quoted yet at the same time he was not sent and they're taking him away from the Lord Jude has a wonderful conclusion to that. If you notice this, Jude has only one chapter. Yes. In Jude chapter 1. Go to verse 17. Yeah. In Jude chapter 1, verse 17. Hmm. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers hmm. following their own ungodly passions. Okay, so it was already predicted. Already. So you see, in, in, in the last time, so don't be shocked when you see people scoffing. Hmm. Don't be shocked. Okay, go on. It is these who cause divisions, mm -hmm. worldly people, hmm. devoid of the Spirit. Okay. 
But you, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Okay, so when that spirit of Nicolaitans, if you don't want to be hijacked by that spirit, the way you can protect yourself from those people, from that creeping spirit, because you don't even realize that they are in the church. That's not a, that is not a demon outside the church that is going to manifest and you know leave. No, 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 no. It is a demon that likes sitting in the church. It's not, it's not uh, you know, I, I'm in a pub, I don't want to go to God. You know, no, 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 no. This one likes the church. And when they enter, something happens. You see slowly, 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 you're taken away from the Lord. Your passion is removed. You become like them. You start rebelling. You start having divisions in your heart. You come into church and you isolate yourself. That spirit is now taking over you. And he's saying, the way you can protect yourself from that spirit is how. Go on. You, brethren. But you, beloved, Mm. building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Building yourself up in the most holy faith. There is a duty you have, a responsibility that you have, that all kinds of demonic strategies are sent against us to take us away from our inheritance in the Lord. People of God, all kinds of demonic spirits, whether it be a Jezebelic strategy, whether it is a Nicolitan strategy, all kinds of strategies are used against a believer. So some temptations are outside. Some deceptions are on the inside. And their purpose is what? To take you away from the Lord. So he's saying that you have to build yourself up in the faith. It is your responsibility that your faith grows. It is your responsibility that your spirit grows. I was talking to somebody and I said, a lot of attacks was going through this young man. And the doctor had prescribed some medicines. Wasn't really helping him as he's supposed to. So I found out that he has been missing a lot of these teachings. And I said, would you miss a prescription that your doctor gave? Oh. If the doctor says you have diabetics and you have to have it morning, afternoon, evening after you eat your food, you obey the doctor diligently. How much more a child of God Mm. must be committed? Mm. I don't understand people who can miss a Sunday and they're okay. I don't understand somebody when you know that there is an information available in your spirit in the week that Mm. you you can be okay missing that information in your spirit. And then you're wondering, 
why are you attacked yeah why don't you have the strength to fight the enemy because there was a prescription that you missed come on that prescription was given to you for the building up of your faith mm-hmm. we talked about that last week the five offices that build up the yeah. body yeah build up yourself you have the resources mm-hmm. let the spirit of god rise up inside you grow into the maturity go on but you beloved building yourselves up in your most holy faith mm-hmm. and praying in the holy spirit okay and praying in the holy spirit holy spirit the church today the way you can grow in the lord is when you hear word coming to you now you have to translate taking the word and now going into a time of prayer that is your blessing that is how it becomes a full cycle if you keep hearing knowledge and not take it to the lord there is no place where the knowledge is being translated into your spirit information has to get into your spirit go on keep yourselves in the love of god oh yes go on waiting for the mercy of our lord jesus christ that leads to eternal life and have mercy on those who doubt hmm. save others by snatching them out of the fire to others show mercy with fear mm. hating even the garment stained by the flesh this mm. is such a poof powerful instruction he's saying that we must live this life with the fear and trembling of the lord because we are waiting upon his mercy it is the mercy of the lord there are so many things in our life that can take us away from the lord He's saying so be rooted by waiting on the lord for with mercy for his mercy mm-hmm. and then he's saying snatch out those whom you can out of fire yeah. what information in your spirit you have to learn to share it you have to learn to publish it. Mm-hmm. you have to learn to reach out to those whom you can reach as time goes by I was watching certain things in the spirit realm. How the enemy is slowly conquering this generation. Slowly making very ugly sins as normal today. Causing a generation to be exposed to things. And that was that didn't start today. It was It started with us being exposed to movies. It started with us being exposed to exposing ourselves to sensual music videos. It started with introducing even cartoon animations that was introduced to our children was introducing information into their spirits that could corrupt them. Today a 12 to 14 year old kid knows more than what somebody knew. when they were 20 years old mm-hmm. <sighs> the enemy is really trying to make this world to look like him yeah. 
more and more and i see there is a huge war between the light and darkness that is happening right now and i can tell you at this point light is still winning but there is a time when the darkness will try to overpower there is a season the midnight hour if we do not pray people of god ah yes 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 if we do not look up to god that is why in this season we must try our best to capture people out from snatch them out of the fire and he's saying all this you do while hating even the garment that is stained by flesh read that last line again save others by snatching them out of the fire mm. to others show mercy with fear mm. hating even the garment mm. stained by the flesh the garment stained by flesh he's saying that there is a garment every child of god is given a garment you see it in the book of revelation they had a white garment and they worshiped the lord and he's saying in this journey of life protect that garment child of god do your best to hate sin today never get used to sin never have a 24 hour period where you don't go on your knees and weep over your weakness never have a season in your life that will go by where you are not looking up to the lord and say lord let your blood wash me let your precious blood that was shed for me cleanse me of all sins so that when you return you will still find me with oil in my lamp and that my lamp is still burning so that when the bridegroom returns that we are still found with oil in our lamp and we are not tainted our garments are not tainted by the spirit that loves authority that will do anything that will say anything that will introduce any sense to take them away from the joy and the bosom of the father the lord is with us the lord is looking at us and he is opening your eyes today from every spirit of deception you will be protected in the name of Jesus you are covered from the spirit of nicolitans that has hijacked the church that spirit that loves authority and loves to divide will have no power over you in the mighty name of Jesus you will resist every teaching that is taking you away from the love of the lord that is taking you away from being the best jesus lover on the planet anything that uses the theology of grace to give you a license to sin today run away from such 
teachings. Any teaching that makes you feel that you can sin and it is okay. My dear people of God, let that be the, the last day you'll pay attention to such teaching. Because the God we serve is a holy God, is a fearful judge, and he is coming back for a bride. A bride who may not necessarily be perfect, but has learned the art of perfectly depending on him. I said, Lord, even in my brokenness, I'm at your feet. Even in my most terrible weakness, I am still in your hands. The Lord is looking for you. Best is yet to come. Thank you for downloading today's sermon. We hope this ministered to you and your family today. Connect with us at DreamingRevival.com and you are welcome to join into any of our Sunday celebration service at 11 a.m. Or you can tune in to our live stream at YouTube.com slash God bless you and have a blessed week.